Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, what was the nun wandering around on a cool, foggy morning in the distance? And what exactly did she want? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. The undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. An 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. And of course, if you like the program, help keep us on the air, become an extra podcast person, an EPP as we call them. Just go to ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to get in on that and get all of those uh, bonus materials, the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, uh, and the EPP episodes, ebook, audiobook, so many things updated every single week. Again, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Tony and Harper with you on today's episode of the show. What's going on with you? Well, Halloween's coming up, so what are you going to be? I don't know yet. I, I think, uh, I mean, I do zombie. I I've, I've kind of have a streak with, with zombie. Um, I've done that for roughly the last 30 years or so. Maybe a little bit longer. 30, so I think it was probably like, it was my first zombie. It was probably like 32 years. So it's probably my first zombie around seven or eight. Around your age. Ripe time to become a zombie, my friend. I already been a zombie before, actually. Yeah, you have. And yeah, we got to try it again, though. I think you'd like it more now that you're a little bit bigger. Not this year. Uh, I I have I have my own stuff that and, I want to do for Halloween. And what is it that you want to do this year for Halloween? Like a killer clown or a demonic demon. Well, a demonic demon that isn't that kind of a an uh what is that where you have two words that are exactly the same? Demonic demon. It's, I think you just say demon. Just demon. Yeah. Okay. Demonic demon, although that makes it sound worse, doesn't it? He <laughs> really does. If it was like a movie trailer and there was, you know, they wanted like spooky things, they'd be like, you know, this fool, it wasn't just a demon. It was, was a demonic, demonic demon. demon. <laughs> 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 that, that's how it would go. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's why I wanted to say demonic demon. <laughs> Where like the two the two demons came into play at the same time. Yes. So there you go. Um, so the, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be. Um, I'm pretty good with zombie though. You should I, be... You should- I was Walter White one year. Who's Walter White? Well, I'm, see, this is this is good. See, she's not watching Breaking Bad yet. Uh, so, <laughs> what's Breaking Bad, and where can I find see, it? That's okay. We're not going to get into that. It was a, it was a character on a TV show. Um, but uh, you probably would like that show. It's pretty. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you don't think about it. Yeah, I'll think about it. I'll let you know in a few years. Um, so I I don't know. Um, I, I can't think of, I mean, who if I could be, uh, I don't know, it's like a celebrity uh, zombie is always kind of fun, but then you got to like watch out who you do. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I'll, I'll, I'll still think about it. Today at the library at school, they actually had the Hardy Boy books. Like, really? Like the originals. So how are they described to you that, that you knew that you wanted to read the Hardy Boys? I just came up to the li- the librarian mm-hmm. and said, hey, do you have any Nancy Drew? And then she just pulls out this entire pile of Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. So I'm just like, I'm taking two of these. 
Oh, so you you kind of kind of recognize from well, you know, the covers and stuff. It's a similar book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. This is Harper because you know she probably already read them in a former life. She's drawn right back to them. Yeah. So are there other kids that read them? No. <laughs> so I have a mod to myself. That's... Besides for one kid. Do you, do you do you tell other people about these books? Yes, yes, I do. Oh, you do. Because I was going to say, if you wanted them all to yourself, I didn't know if you're like, I ain't sharing this secret with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one really gets into them because they're like originals. Everyone's like into like Spider-Man or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm Me, personally, I'm not really a big fan of that. I like more of like Goosebumps, Nancy Drew, and Hardy Boys. There you go, kids. The good books. She's nine. Or is she 99? <laughs> oh my God, Dad. <laughs> That's the question. On on real, on cautionary tales with Harper. Yeah, we'll work on that again. Uh, <laughs> 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at uh, Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to our first uh, letter of the day. It says, hey guys, I recently discovered you guys and shortly after became an EPP and hope to hear this on a regular episode along with your thoughts. Though I understand it may have to be broken up since they can be a bit long. I have other stories, one pleasant family story included, but today I'd like to tell you a bit about my undergraduate alma mater and the experiences I had a friend of mine, originally a skeptic, had there. I went to undergrad at uh, Mercyhurst College University. It was a uh, 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 transition while I was there. I was in uh, in Erie, Pennsylvania. We had a lot of haunted lore at MU, but I've only personally experienced one, the smoking nun. Mercuryhurst lore says that there was a nun who loved this little grove garden outside Christ the King Chapel and preferred to smoke her cigarettes there. Legend has it if you can see her there smoking at times, even though the campus is now smoke-free. My story begins as I'm leaving the library at 1 a.m., No, I'm not a studious person. I was procrastinating in the language lab due to the next day in class is only available at the library, which closes at 1 a.m. It's because of this fact that I remember it was Friday morning at 1 a.m. It was in the winter uh, trimester, and so naturally there was a good six inches to one foot of snow on the ground, and it is cold in Erie, Pennsylvania. It being cold at 1 a.m., I decided to take up an offer to crash at a friend's house, which was much closer and I let her know I was on my way. While walking up these steps approaching the grove, others call it the garden, but I've always thought of it as a grove, I noticed the smell of cigarette smoke and thought, who the hell is smoking at this time of the night and in this cold? I walked past the grove, looked in and saw a nun in full habit, sitting and smoking. Knowing of only the nun on campus who smoked, I called out, Sister Mary Paul, what are you doing out here? Are you okay? At this point, I realized that this was not Sister Mary Paul. She did not have her dog, who seemingly accompanied her everywhere. And, more to the point, she did not appear entirely solid. The nun stood up, looked at me, and being thoroughly freaked out, I not expecting this either, I bolted. I sprinted straight to my friend's apartment, where I was met by my friend, my now wife, and her roommate's boyfriend, who noted I looked pale as hell and terrified. The next one comes from a friend who I will simply refer to as Bear. A little background, Mercyhurst does not support fraternities or sororities on campus. The reason for not using this name is because the group uh, is a secret society on campus dedicated to preserving the lore and histories 
both positive and negative of the school and has been around since 1979, about 10 years after men were first admitted to the college. I'm replacing the name of one person. He cannot remember uh, the name with Stan. This is Bear's first-hand account. So a group of us, the group that would eventually be inducted into PMB, were roaming around at night up to no good, just being bored college students who didn't really party. They were coming back from a main gate. Someone swore they saw a light in the top floor of Egan, a flash of red. Looking back, it was likely a smoke detector hitting just right, but it sparked our interest. So we're standing in front of Egan's main door, milling around. Stan was standing in front of the door, looking up, arm kind of out of his side, and I turned just in time to see him lift onto his tiptoes and then go off balance, stumbling forward, but catching himself. We're all like, what the heck? He says that he heard a voice, a child's voice, say, come with me. And he responded, okay. And he felt something take his hand and pull him. But he freaked a little, let it go. And then a very serious person to begin with says in the most serious voice he has, if you hear a voice say, come with me, you say no. We kind of laughed about it and moved on to find other stuff to do. Wander around, scope out if we could see the smoking nun or whatever. We couldn't. We decided that the grotto was the right place to go. It's probably an hour later. At this point, we're swapping stories of the place, talking about the Mary statue, its various smashed predecessors buried beneath. When Zinn gets all quiet and I see him standing rigid and straight up and he says quietly, guys, it's holding my hand. What? The child, it's holding my hand. What? It spoke to me too. It watched to hold my hand and sure enough, his arm is at his side like you would hold a child's hand. I call BS and go stand exactly where it would be, right next to Zinn. Not two seconds later, I get a feeling of pins and needles all over, literally all over, like the feeling of a foot falling asleep but across my entire body. I panic and jump away. I'm told that my eyes bugged out and I had a terrified look on my face when it happened. At the moment, I was a believer. After doing research, all of which has some level of unverifiability, when Mercury Hearst was at Women's College, home economics was one of the biggest majors, and Egan was the girl's dorm. There were many stories throughout the 50s and 60s of professors, their families, or sisters bringing in their kids to hang out all day. The girls learned a bit about childcare. The adults got babysitting for free, win-win, but there was one story of a child who died. Mercia didn't say much, but some of the other stories, including Haunted Hearst, mentioned that he had fallen down the Egan steps and numerous ghost stories existed. Some I had heard personally of hearing someone running down the hall of the third floor, that kid. Nobody mentioned the child appearing anywhere else, but it just made too much sense to me. Hope you enjoy the stories. As I said, I have more from my own family. Also, some from Bear and my roommate who has some ex similar experiences as well. That is from Andrew S. Well, the smoking nun is a little unholy, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think the um, idea of that is is very interesting because a lot of times you'll, I, I think we, we run into spirits far more frequently through smell and we have no, we don't even realize it. We just kind of go, 
That's an odd smell. And we keep moving on. But I, there's sometimes where you just have those experiences and it's so uh, vivid uh, and just so real with smell that it's it's you can't deny it. I had one at an antique store once. Did I ever tell you this story? Yeah. Okay. Where I smelled the, the cherry pipe tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I mean, it was so, so vivid. So, I mean, it, it's interesting. It combines that. And then, then obviously visuals, she does see the nun as well. But you could, if you just, that story was simply, I walk through the park and there's nobody there and smoking's not allowed, but you're smelling cigarette smoke. I think that's almost just as valid as seeing uh, the ghost nun. Yeah. But, like very valid. <laughs> I, I, if you saw a ghost nun, would you even know what a what a nun you know what a nun looks like? Yes, I've okay. seen the cover of the nun the movie. Okay, there many we go. times, yeah. and I have freaked out. So okay. Now here's the fun. When I was a kid, um, in my town, the nuns that were there, they dressed like that when they went out. Uh, and I remember going to the grocery store. And go around the corner. But but the thing is, the idea of the evil nun or the scary nun really wasn't out yet. So nobody was thinking that. These were just like, it seemed like, like grandmas in, in nun outfits that were usually really friendly and nice. So if I had been a child, though, and that movie was out, I think I'd be a little bit of a different context. Speaking of demonic movies, something happened during library today that just really standed out to me today was it were you guys it was the church of satan day and the media no, center no 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 no. Okay. no 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 what was going on so we <laughs> so today we tried out the computers since it's only our fourth week of school um <laughs> i sense the sarcasm in your voice <laughs> yeah. oh yeah um and we we were doing this thing where it's like we we research something. We give the answers on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. One of the things was the London Fire. Okay. And and the year it had the number. Watch your arm there. It had the number six six six. So I'm sitting there like, what the? Like what? Okay, so the number six 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 was. In comparison to like what? That was like the year. Well, it wasn't six hundred sixty six. Was it sixteen sixty six? It it was the number was one. Yeah, sixteen sixty six. Okay, is that accurate? One six six six. Okay, let me look. I the I okay. So you're probably right. I just I didn't realize it was that. It really stands yeah. out to me like Great London Fire, sixteen sixty six. You're exactly right. Gosh, I guess in history, I, I put that um, more current, like seven, 17 or 1800s. September 2nd. So, yeah. And it went to September 6th, 1666. Yeah. So there's another six. Wow. That's an interesting one. It really is. That's an interesting story. Well, that doesn't mean like your library's on it. It just means the the story, it kind of has some, some interesting correlations. To exactly. It. Yeah. I just noticed like, what the? I even pointed it out to my friend that was sitting right next to me, like, look yeah. at this. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's interesting where that number pops up. You know, it uh, it's just it's it's like, kind of crazy. No, like, it did. <laughs> there's I, I'm only going to say this. Uh, there's a, a business in town 
and they're celebrating uh, their 60th year in business. But the on the side of the building, uh, whoever designed this long, elongated poster, like banner poster, they they put 60, 60, 60. Uh, it's all the sixes directly on top of each other. And it, it's just repeating the same message three times. But if you're coming up on a majority of the side of this building, because the highway kind of curves there, all you see on the side of the building is three sixes. It's six, <laughs> six, six. <laughs> it's like, who designed this? And, and then thought, yeah, this won't look odd to have three large sixes on the side of our building. So, I mean, it's, I, I, I truly think this was somebody either. It was like a, you know, Hey, I'm going to submit this and see if they approve it. Oh, they approved it. <laughs> oh, crap. So somebody could be having the last laugh or somebody could be like, how the hell did you not notice this? And they lose their job. Uh, but uh, it's just, it, it's rather amusing. And that's all we're going to say about that building. That's it. It's interesting where that number pops up, especially with so many natural disasters and yeah, like the London fire that when I saw that on my computers just today, I was just like, I'm going to ship this on the ghost uh, on the ghost show. Yeah, I mean, numerology is an interesting thing to study sometimes. And there's a lot of weird things that feel like far more than coincidence and where numbers will show up in certain things. And it's, almost like either predicting the future or thing there's so many weird things an interesting case uh that was in the media um several years ago was the the murder of tupac um in las vegas there were conspiracy theories for years that he had faked his death and if you really looked at the numerology of things that uh, he had associated with him from his acting career to music career to just so many things that spanned so many years of his life prior to his death that then uh, lined up perfectly with his day of death. Like the same numbers were there and they were over here. It was very weird. There were several other things as well. Um, it's a conspiracy theory that I, I don't believe many of them, but I would say for a bit into the early 2000s, I was kind of wondering this may be a conspiracy theory but, yeah but i don't um i i don't think so anymore but i thought that's a really interesting one though tupac yeah that tupac story like with how everything just lined up that day there yeah i mean there, there's so many it's it, it just either like the future or history reaching back and forth to itself. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you could have such luck, if you will. I don't know if luck's the right word. Uh, But if somebody were to say, okay, let's put these numbers on this outfit in this movie. Let's do this over here on this day. And then seven years later, he gets killed. And either the death date or the time, these numbers correlate so many times throughout his life. It's weird. It's exactly. It's like if you're at a 7-Eleven on the seventh day. I'm like, <laughs> and in your pocket, all you have is seven dollars and eleven cents. And, and the receipt, you spent like seven dollars and eleven cents. Jinx, buy me a goat. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx, buy you a goat. Yes, I really want to go at this point. That's life here on the Brewski. Can you make that a fainting goat? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go to our first caller. Hi. 
Yes, my name is Michael. I live in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Um, a couple of years ago, um, my wife and I decided to take two of our five kids uh, to Myrtle Beach uh, for a long weekend. And uh, we're never in the hotel that often, so we just get the cheapest room we can find. And my wife found one, uh, this old motel that was still on the beach, but it was in between two of the newer hotels. So it looks like it's been there since the 50s, maybe 60s. Um, but it's pretty well kept up. Um, we're on the second floor of a two-floor building. And, uh, you know, everything was going great. And I want to say it was the first day that we were there. You know, went out to the beach, had a great time. Uh, we all came back in to uh, start uh, getting cleaned up. Uh, I always let everybody take their showers first, you know, and, and you know, because I'm in and out in no time. I uh, took my shower, you know, got all the sand off and everything, and uh, washed up. And as I got out, I dried myself off with a motel towel, which um, are always white. And I looked in the tub to make sure I washed out as much sand as possible. And I get I get dressed. I walk out uh, into the uh, into the room, and my wife goes back into the bathroom and then immediately comes out and says, "Are you bleeding anywhere?" And I said, "No. Why?" Uh, she said, "There's blood in the tub." So I go in there, and there is a good-sized drop of blood right there in the middle of the tub, which I did not see when I looked back. I grabbed the towel that I had used um, and looked at it, and there was no blood on it either. Um, I didn't have a nosebleed, nothing to experience. I went, wow, that was weird. You know, so I just washed it down, and you know, it went down the drain like any blood clot would. So, um, later that night, uh, I had to, uh, I got up, I had to use the bathroom. When I was done, I got this really bad headache, and I'm not one to get headaches. This one was so piercing, I, I couldn't even describe the pain I was feeling. I couldn't even tell you what area of the head it was coming from. It just was horrible, and I'm sitting here just... On the, on the bed, everybody's asleep um, and I'm just trying to let it ease up on its own and it's just not, it's not giving up um, my son woke up and he was asking dad what's wrong, and I told him and he's never seen me like this in such pain, And I mean he started tearing up um, so he, uh, he wakes up my wife and she's trying to help, you know, rub my neck or whatever. And everything she's doing is more irritating me than helping. Um, that's how much pain I was in. Uh, finally, I just grabbed some uh, ibuprofen that we had. And not even care how many I took. I just grabbed a handful of them. I just threw them in my mouth. And, and over time, maybe about 15 minutes, I finally eased up and I went to sleep. Still didn't think anything of it. Here's the kicker. Uh, the following night, uh, everything was, was good. I fall asleep. My daughter falls asleep. And my wife and my son are on their phones, just kind of 
watching TikTok videos or whatever they're doing. And apparently, they both noticed a man walk right in front of both beds uh, from the door to the bathroom. And they look over at each other at the same time and asked, you know, did you see that? <laughs> it's a, you know, they both agreed they did. It didn't scare them, but it was, it, they were just shocked. So the next morning, I asked them to describe the the man. And so there was an older man, had a white uh, button-down shirt, and it looked like black slacks, walked into the bedroom. So I started putting everything together. And, you know, during the age of this motel and everything, I just wonder if uh, this man had maybe shot himself in the bathroom, and that's where the blood and my sharp pain of the head, you know, came from. Um, you know, just uh, never don't forget that little trip. Uh, I got tons of stories like this uh, from different areas, so I'll be calling in uh, more often. I just wanted to start off with this uh, story. Thank you. Well, that's an interesting one. Like seriously, like how you how you how you can how you re re how you relive that. How so? Just how, like, the sharp pain in his head, mm-hmm. the blood in the bathroom. Yeah. There's, yeah, uh, the the blood in the bathroom, I think, would really, I think I'd be wanting to leave the hotel at that moment. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like, nope, nope, we're getting out of here, we're getting out of here. I, I, I've left over hairs before, uh, so I think blood <laughs> that magically appears, um, that that in itself would really totally make me... I'm out, especially if I knew it wasn't mine. I have no idea how it got there. Did I miss it the whole time I was in the tub? But it obviously it would have washed away if he was taking a shower, if it had been there. But the thing is, blood stains so easily. Well, it does. But this the clot like moved as he ran water over it after he just took a shower. So it should have already washed away. Exactly. So it's almost like fresh blood of some sort was there. And what if like a bird ran into a window and that's what it's from? I mean, who I mean, if it's if it's if it's not the greatest motel, I don't know that it would be that, but it could possibly be something like there's something living under the sink uh that, you know, scurried out for a moment, had was bleeding and then, you know, scurried back away when they heard something coming and hid. Uh, who knows? I mean, that would be a possibility. Well, yeah, I could be something or someone. With someone hiding under the sink that just comes out yep. slowly. Hello, Timmy. That would be great. And, and, and like walks on in their back, you know, like a spider style. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, sitting in the, the creepy motel at night. I, I always picture a motel that I stayed at as a child called the Normandy uh, that my dad got at one night where we he did. He never booked rooms. Uh, it was always very spur of the moment. It's like, we'll find something. And sometimes I like to do that. But it's not a good idea to do that when you're going uh, through busy season in a tourist town because those tend to uh, to book up. Uh, so almost everything was booked except for the Normandy. And the Normandy is everything it sounds like it is. It could have been the setting for Psycho um, or Bates Motel. It was just, oh my God. So we go check in and uh, 
they say, uh, we're all out of our normal rooms, but we'd like to offer you our deluxe suite uh, for the same price. Because I see you got a family here. It's me and my mom. And, uh, and uh, you know, would you, would, is that okay? My parents are like, oh my God. That's so nice of you. Thank you so much. That's great. We get the deluxe suite. Honey, aren't you excited? With delu- Can't wait to see it. So we, we walk down the little hall, uh, the outdoor hallway. This is just like Bates Motel. And we get to the door and the handle's, you know, kind of jiggly. It's not, it's not even a, um, uh, a deadbolt. It's just like, almost like a closet door. Like a hole in the wall? Yeah, well, it's a, like a closet door. There's no deadbolt. Oh, yeah. You just it, like pull it yeah, open. Yeah. And uh, so we get the door open and, and the smell, let me tell you, if you wanted to smell the scent of uh, 1960 bottled up in carpets, linoleum, and uh, polyester uh, curtains, uh, let me tell you, in, and you're smelling this, by the way, in 1993. So all of that bottled up for all those years, this is the smell that it was. It was just, uh, it was time in a bottle. And get in there, carpets are like this, thick shag green carpet very dark very dark green everything's very dark green and very dark paneling and very luxurious oh my god so you turn the lights on and it's just it's so dark it's still dark in the room it's like it just sucks all the light out so it, it was just i remember like it never quite being a bright enough to see no matter where i was and being a deluxe suite here's what it was it was a second room that was kind of walled off with paneling and that room was even darker and scarier and a little bit smellier, too. Uh, <laughs> and my dad's like, oh, this would be great. That, oh, this, is, this isn't bad. The TV was out of like the 60s. Again, this is 93. Uh, it, was, it was going back in time. Tiling in the bathroom, you know, that's not quite, you know, they don't scrub the grout well enough. And there's, you know. Yeah, the gunk and the muck and the blood. Yes. Yeah. And some of those colors, you're like, I don't know what this color is from. But yeah, that was the the connection there. That was my uh, experience as a child. I'd be gagging with the smell. Okay. Yeah. I'd be gagging. Okay. I'll tell you what, we're going to take our next trip. No. We're just going to go and try no. and stay in the seediest hotels no. that we can find and just no. and make TikToks. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny, probably, of like, Horrible hotel TikToks. Getting murdered. Check. Oh, God, yeah. That would be the risky part of some of these hotels now. You know, years ago, you wouldn't, like, really worry about that so much. I guess it really depends, you know, if you're in a really bad area or I don't. Welcome to life. (laughs) You might get murdered if you stay at the bad hotel. Yeah. Yeah, So this is why we stay at good hotels. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. And that's going to wrap up today's episode of the program. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person, an EPP. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, And uh, get to end up being an EPP. Until next time, for Harper, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. Online.